Bandwidth for this episode of Priority One is brought to you by Geek Nation Tours. Getting ready for the Big Vegas convention? Visit geeknationtours.com to beam into Vegas Trek style. Command codes verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Welcome to episode 93 of Priority One, recorded on Thursday, August 23rd, 2012, and hosted on PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Adrian. I'm Elijah. And I'm James. So what do we have in store for this week's episode, James? In this episode of the Blank of the Week, we want to help fundraise. We're going to find out what happened this week in Trek. And in Stone News, we cover two weeks worth of Star Trek online awesomeness. But before we get on with the show... Let's get back to a little bit of housekeeping. Well, we've had a lot of content coming to you at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Soridium of Gates of Stovacor and other well-known community projects has joined Priority One as a guest blogger. He's already written two amazing articles on the site, so we encourage you to check it out. Kapla! Kapla! <laughs> Says Melkneza. No. Mr. Sorry, no. He writing. Speaking of PriorityOnePodcast.com, we're currently working on updating the site to make it a little more user-friendly. So if you see funny things happening during your visit, like uh, temple distortions and the like, don't be alarmed. You will be returned to your usual time-space realm shortly. Also, keep an eye out for our next episode of Trek It Out, featuring an interview with Star Trek The Original Series production legend, Doug Grindstaff. Adrian's grandpa. (laughs) Also, we're expanding. That's right. We are adding more and more features to the site, like the aforementioned guest blog, and we need some help. So if you've ever wanted to be a part of a podcast team, send us your info because we are looking for people to help. We're growing. No, slash that. We're not growing. We are exploding right now, especially after Vegas. We are just leaps and bounds going forward faster than we can keep up with. So if you have talents, give us a ring. Let us know what they are, and we'll see if we can put them to good use. Not just any podcast team, the Priority One podcast team. Yeah, because it's like, you know, better than all the other podcasts in the world. <laughs> Big head about ourselves. Sheesh. No, we way love all things, the other. Way, way to make things awkward, Adrian. Excuse me, but at least I know I'm a badass mofo. It says so right on the script here. I'm totally joking, though, guys. Like, I love the other podcasts, like, for real. I don't even need to say it. I don't need to prove my love because, like, they know I love them. Yeah. All right, all right, Miss Loopy, what's next on the uh, <laughs> I think show after notes. enough Romulan ale, we all loved each other in Vegas. Oh, that stuff was good. but It, it was, was really good. Uh, it didn't have the kick, though, that they said it would have, but it was tasty. Yes. Yeah, it was good. So did we set a course? No, we are looking for an assistant audio engineer. Mm-hmm. Actually, to be technically correct, you are, Adrienne. You're looking for an assistant audio engineer. I am? Okay, okay. <clears throat> Nom nom nom. 
We are looking for an assistant audio engineer. This person would be responsible for work under myself. I am the... Uh, but yes, uh, I absolutely need assistance with uh, segments and, and bits and pieces and this and that. Um, we've got Truck It Out now, uh, our new show with Priority One, and we are expanding. So, you know, as James said, yes, let's, uh, let's grab some help and mush it in and make amazing things. It should be fun. We have a great team and family and... Uh, We've got a lot of special unannounced projects as well. So if you'd like to get in on any of this and, uh, and future stuff, please send your contact information and experience to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. So if you're looking for a way to do some mushing directly under Adrian, here's your chance. <laughs> I have no idea. We are also putting the call out to game, sci-fi, fantasy, and entertainment bloggers. We are in need of weekly, possibly daily, contributions and a managing editor who will be responsible for managing and publishing the blog submissions on our site, as well as some of the written content for our shows. So, if you love to write, if you've wanted to uh, have your content on a website, reach out to us, incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Do remember, please, that all these positions are volunteer at the moment. None of us here at Priority One take home a single dime for our work but the benefits are endless uh you will make a lot of connections you will get to speak to some of the uh developers and stars of star trek as we get these people on so there are definitely those benefits you'll get to go to cool conventions and hang out with all the cool kids and get neat shirts and com badges and stuff like that so we offer a well-known outlet for your work and the opportunity to gain much needed experience or hone your already established experience if interested please forward your contact information and experience along with a few writing samples to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. And last but not least, we'd like to welcome our new sponsor, Sayulita. 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 I'll read the whole thing in Spanish. Pero, sin dejar algo, sin olvidar, tenemos que reconocer un sponsoro nuevo, because I don't know how to say sponsor in Spanish. Sayulita.com. <laughs> and last but not least, we would like to welcome our new sponsor, Sayulita.com Resort and Real Estate Company. Check them out at www.sayulita.com. That's well, S-A-Y-U-L-I-T-A.com. It's .com. Check it out. Actually, it's a really, really cool resort. It's um, He's a good family friend of mine, and he was found out he was a huge Star Trek fan, and he was kind enough to uh, listen to us and thought we really had something going, so he came on as a sponsor, and his, his resorts down in Mexico are beautiful. They're right down by the temples. You can explore in the jungle and go climb the temples and everything. It's, he's got just awesome stuff. Anywhere, really, down in Mexico, he can get you set up, but it, it's, it's as close as you're going to get to Riza, so if you want to uh, beam down and explore paradise check them out well we've got a big episode ahead of us let's set a course for this episode's blank of the week on screen on screen on screen i don't know it's the blank of the week so a week or so ago there was a lot of buzz on the interwebs and social networking sites about a new indiegogo project what for to build a damn tesla museum that's what for actually pretty much the title on the indiegogo webpage. <laughs> 
In case you don't know, Nikola Tesla was one of the greatest minds who ever lived and considered, despite what we're taught as children, to be the true father of the electric age. You know, I'm just trying to do the sound effect for you. The goal of this project is to save the land, laboratory, and foundation where Tesla did most of his work. Once purchased, it will permanently be protected as a historic site and eventually converted into a Nikola Tesla Science Center. Right now, they've raised... Oh my goodness, $989,447. And New York State will offer a grant up to $850,000 that puts them well over the price listed of $1.7 million. If you call yourself a geek, then you should know all about Nikola Tesla and support this endeavor. If you don't, we'll have links to all the right spots to help you learn about the true father of the electric age. Link to the project and more info on who Nikola Tesla will be in the show notes. So please donate to this amazing endeavor. Please do not let it fall into the hands of a parking lot and or real estate development because we have a lot of that right now. And this is a Tesla laboratory. So let's save it. It's actually a really interesting story in history, too, um, about how <laughs> sleazy and underhanded Alexander Graham Bell truly was, like how he would like attack and burn Edison down Tesla's Bell- lab. Edison. You mean Edison? Or, or Edison, you're right. I'm sorry. Graham Bell did the phone. Um, you're right. Thomas Edison, yeah, he would he would attack and like burn down Tesla's labs. Like he would send thugs and stuff over to burn them down. I mean, it was really bad. Um, it's an interesting story. You should really read about it. Another project we'd like to highlight is one that started on Facebook and has grown in popularity almost overnight. The project has been highlighted on TrekToday.com, TrekNews.net, SciFi.com, and dozens of other sites. Trek News writes: A longtime Star Trek fan. Houston Huddleston plans to rebuild and restore a bridge set of the USS Enterprise-D from the Star Trek The Next Generation using original parts constructed by Paramount. Just today, actually, as of this recording, 823, Huddleston announced that he's working with a publicity firm to begin fundraising and, and distribution of swag where you could purchase and all that fun stuff. According to his Facebook and Trek News, Huddleston intends to open it to the public, open the, the, the bridge to the public for fundraisers, film viewings, and tours with the aim of attracting both fans and actors alike to join one another in remembering the ship and the setting that captivated all of us. The link to his Facebook profile is facebook.com forward slash enterprise restoration. As always, links will be in the show notes. Uh, it won't be long before we see another Kickstarter or Indiegogo project uh, surface from this and a lot it's been getting a lot of buzz he's not using the parts from the original enterprise because that was all destroyed uh during star trek generations you know that movie that we've all seen right yes Mm -hmm. okay um these these are uh these were designed later for exhibitions and uh museum stuff so it's not the original enterprise because that was kablued kablued thanks troy (laughs) Uh, nevertheless, it's an amazing project, and it's, it'll ultimately be open to the public. So who knows? Priority One can have a fundraiser there. That'd be awesome. That Dude, would that, be amazing. Where is it going to be built, did they say? Uh, that I don't know, but of course, links it's, will be in the show notes. That would, be, that would be sweet to do a live show from the Bridge in the Enterprise D. It'd be rad. So uh, take uh, a moment and um, oh. do a shout-out to our friends over at Nash's APL uh, Jet Propulsion Labs, for those who don't know. Um, we had a, one of our fans come up uh, over in Vegas who works there on the uh, Spitzer Space Telescope team, and uh, he was 
uh, just the nicest guy and, and super, super psyched to meet us and, and joke around and hang out with us. Uh, he's just a super great guy. And uh, we look forward to having him on the show, hopefully, sometime in the future, possibly to talk about what they're working on over there. But uh, as a special shout-out to our friends over at JPL, uh, we made you a little something um, that will be uh, featured, I don't know, right after this or in this episode. And uh, we really hope you guys enjoy it. Have something you think the Stoke community would enjoy knowing about? Submit your suggestions for a blank of the week to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Your submission could be one we pick to highlight on next week's show. Why don't we check out what happened this week in Trek, James? And this week in Trek, on the 24th of this month in 1974, Jennifer Leon is born, also known as Kess from Star Trek Voyager. On the 26th of this month, in 1980, Chris Pine, of course, our new Captain Kirk in the J.J. Abrams series, uh, was born also. So happy birthday to Mr. Pine. And that wraps up this week in Trek. There wasn't much to it. I guess it's a pretty slow week in Trek. I guess we'll hop on into Stone News. Hey, Timmy. Ever wake up in the morning and wish you could see to the edge of your universe? Oh, do I? Get ready, because now you can with the new Spitzer Space Goggles from NASA, makers of the popular Hubble magnifying glasses. Golly, that's swell. Easy, Timmy. They won't let you see through little Sally's clothes. Aw, shucks. Through the amazing powers of spectroscopy infrared, Spitzer's beams images of your universe right back into your eyes with lasers allowing you to see the universe. Wow, where can I get them? Spitzers can be found at the fine retailers of NASA's Jet Propulsion Labs. Not convinced? Ask Mr. Alien. Um, these things are great. I can see my homeworld from here. Fantastic! So, Timmy, get your Spitzers today. I sure will. Spitzer is a telescope, not goggles. Do not let children be lasers in their eyes or you're a moron. NASA rocks. I'd buy that for 60 bars of gold for us. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. So much has happened over the last two weeks while we were at, at the Vegas convention. Rather than go into every detail of each and every post, we decided to take a more um, summary approach to this uh, that's easily digestible. So let's see what we've got. Adrienne? Well, a number of new dev blogs came out over the last two weeks. To start it all off, Starbase featured projects number three and number four, season six dev blog number 20 and 24. The Tribbles and Targs, Tribbles and Targs. <laughs> the third featured project in the Starbase series was your base up with the cutest little creatures. And when we say loads, we mean it. You will be tripping over these things from now until the end of time. Luckily, a member of the Cyrano line will be on hand in your Starbase lounge to explain triple breeding and take a tongue lashing from fleet members who are less than enthused by the presence of the furry rodents. The KDF, of course, receives Targs and a Targ pit. Project 4 highlights the new upgraded Starbase lounge project or upgraded ops room for the KDF since Klingons don't lounge, apparently. <laughs> Both of these projects are currently available. Check them out and let us know what you think. And the Assault Cruiser refit has arrived. Many of us have been waiting with bated breath for the Sabi Plus One, and now we have it. Out of the labs of Jam Jams and Captain Gecko, we have the newest addition to the C-Store lineup. The Regent class includes a number of features which were lacking in the standard Sabi, like a 180-degree firing arc, 
on a quantum torpedo. The Riker maneuver module, which allows you to uh, release the Metrion gas. I think it was Metri was it Metrion? I think it was Metrion gas, and uh, then explode it behind you, uh, leaving your enemies burning in space. And some bumped up stats, plus a new updated look with the Type Six material, and it is pretty darn gorgeous. I have to say, I personally am not a super big fan of the Ford's uh, sweeping pylons. They don't look bad. I just, I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of Ford sweeping on that on that particular ship. But that's just me. Lots of people love it, and more power to them. Hey, that's why we can swap out parts. I'll just put some different ones on it. Other than that, I absolutely love the look of the ship. I love the new pylons. Oh, my gosh. the Or not the pylons. I'm sorry. I love the new nacelles. The new nacelles are just gorgeous. They're long and sleek and sharp looking. Uh, it's just it's just a really great looking ship. So uh, huge props to Jam Jams on that one. It looks looks fantastic. Um, the stats are uh, pretty standard. It has the same hull strength at 3,900, which um, is the same as the standard Sabi, which I know is a little bit disappointing to some people who bought it. They wanted a little bit more hull since they're buying a plus one ship and it's supposed to be an upgrade. However, um, I do want to remind people that there is going to be a fleet release version of this ship. So, uh, I'm sorry, 39,000, uh, not 3,900, someone just corrected me. Um, there is going to be a fleet version of the ship, in which case you'll be able to buy the module and join both. And I know that that one will have the higher hull strength. So that's probably why they're holding out. Um, Where did you get that Where'd you get that information from? They've had it released for a while. It was You could actually see the fleet, Sabi, when it was on the Tribble server um, at the store and stuff for a while. Then they yanked it because they didn't want people to know those stats and stuff there yet. So... Um, but it is coming. They they they've said it, you know, because other people have already asked them in game. Hey, why did you pull it? And they said, well, because we don't know. We've got. I'm assuming because at the time this one wasn't out yet. They pulled it because this one was coming, and then they didn't want these stats being compared to those stats. Um, you know, that's more questions for the dev. I plan to try and get Al back on the show pretty soon to do another shipyard with him, and we'll attack that then. But uh, I'm pretty sure that's why. So just remember that once joined with the fleet ship, that it will be, you know bit stronger hull. It does have a shield modifier of 1. It's got a crew of 800. A lot of these are the same as Sabi, um, which again, like I said, why some people are kind of like, uh, you know, but the important what? things step up. So you got, you know, four, four forward and four aft on the weapons. You got four device slots. All those are the same as Sabi, but then you get to your bridge officer stations. You got the one ensign tactical. Here's where things get great. One lieutenant commander tactical, so we can finally get that higher yield uh, torpedo spread. You can fire four instead of three. You got your one lieutenant engineering, one commander engineering, one lieutenant universal. That's no, nice. No, but hold on. The bridge officer stations are the same as the Sabi, except for the one lieutenant universal. Uh, I thought that the original one was one tactical ensign and one tactical lieutenant, not one lieutenant commander. I'm pretty sure it was lieutenant commander. I don't know. I'll have to recheck that. Uh, actually, let's ask the live, ch live chat people. We should know here. Da -da 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 -da. Is it all the same except for the one universal guys, or is there the one, yeah. or is it lieutenant commander versus uh, lieutenant? Yeah, original was one ensign, one lieutenant. So this is one ensign, one lieutenant commander. I'm correct. Shush, Elijah. <laughs> uh, we get a plus 10 weapon power boost. We get plus 5 to shields, plus 5 to auxiliary. Those are nice boosts. Also, it's, it is Metreon gas canisters for the module. And the wide angle, of course, quantum torpedo launcher, which is awesome sauce. So, speaking of new looks in Cryptic, 
Another line of TNG Season 1 uniforms was also released just recently. The Next Generation Season 1 pack is 550 Zen. You can get that over at the C-Store. The costume pack features an Admiral's jacket and pips from 2364. As an extra bonus, you'll also receive the 2364 standard uniform rank pips. Note, costume pieces from this pack may be used only in uniform costume slots. Purchase of this option unlocks these costumes for every Federation character on an account. So this is account-wide. Both the Region and the Admiral's jackets are available on the C-Store as we speak. So get on down. Shag them out. Nice. Very nice. Cool. I look forward to seeing that on people. Most deaf. Word. The Foundry for Star Trek Online gives players a chance to create and share their very own stories with the world. The world. These spotlight missions were designed by members of the Star Trek Online community and are great playable examples of what you too can add to the Star Trek Online universe. This week's spotlight mission is Creos Falling by Alan DeJour. That's Alan of the Day. <laughs> Faction is clean. Level requirement is 30 and above. And the mission summary reads, In 2386, the Empire was forced to abandon Krios. Before leaving, the Klingon governor vowed the Empire would return and rule Krios again. Now General Kern is asking you to help fulfill his ancestor's oath. So, this sounds exciting. I encourage everybody to play this. On August 10th, the Saturday of the Star Trek Las Vegas convention... Brand Flakes posted D stalls as cryptic. Poor Brand. He w- Brandon was working that whole weekend. Yeah, it was. And we've highlighted a few, pulled out a few of the questions that kind of uh, piqued our interest. And the first one was from Russell nineteen ninety seven, and they asked, "What is the state of PvP in Stowe?" D stall admits that PvP was never one of Cryptic's strengths with Stowe or any other game. However, they hope to change that with the dedication of resources and personnel and personnel to work on PvP game mechanics. In summation, PvP will gradually be improved between Season 7 through Season 9. Um, I, I'm, you know, it's, it seems like a long ways away, but uh, you know, D-Stall admits that he doesn't want to you know, push something out uh, in PvP, a new game mechanic that, that hasn't been refined yet. So I'd, I w- I'm personally appreciate waiting a little longer for a great new game mechanic that competes with other MMO at PVP mechanics uh, than something that was kind of rushed or that yeah. only one person was working on. Sure, sure. Although some people want even um, some chances to get fleet marks and things from uh, PVP. So, I don't know. Maybe they can slip that in somewhat because there's a lot of cry for small fleet help. Um, maybe PVP is one way to uh, help and. In- to get something uh, solidified with PvP. Yeah, small fleets are still struggling. Oh, by the way, for Al Rivera, who's listening, uh, one of our live chat listeners, Mr. Mad Wolf, the wolf that is mad, asked me to remind you about the lights on the Defiant. So I'm assuming he means the lights that light up the name on the Defiant, because they're not there, and he really wants them there, and he's always telling me to tell you. So I'm not forgetting. I'm telling you. Lights on the Defiant. <laughs> The next question that caught our attention was from Chalpin, uh, and they ask, in the previous Ask Cryptic, you mentioned a new way of delivering stored content. Could you elaborate? Stahl replies, with the goal of launching a new, sto- uh, new story-driven content in Season 7, uh, with the launch of a new sector map between the Klingon and Romulan neutral zones. 
He writes, unlike a featured episode series where missions are added week over week, this sector block will have some content available when Season 7 releases and other content that appears over time. The sector will include a primary story that will be conveyed through a large new planetary zone, new planets to visit, a new fleet holding, new queued missions, and a new personal reputation system. All of this will center around a plot introduced in previous episodes. So, it sounds almost like a combination of a new uh, PvE story arc, right, that you would use for regular leveling, and featured episodes. Ooh, so exciting. I like the new fleet holdings and the sound of a personal reputation system. That sounds interesting. I can't wait to see how that works out. Absolutely. absolutely. Maybe that'll finally have to do with accolade points. Maybe those will finally go to something that is worthwhile other than just saying, hey, I've got 11,000. You know, maybe you'll actually, like, get some type of cool reputation thing for having that many accolade points. Give people a reason to actually hunt down and achieve those things. So you guys uh, spoke a little bit earlier about running a, a small fleet. Uh, so, Dr. Kazks asked, I run a small fleet. To make it fair, can smaller fleets get a bonus to earning fleet marks? Fleet marks? Stall says they've been closely monitoring fleet progression thus far and writes, significantly reducing the amount of fleet marks needed at higher tiers, adding more missions that provide fleet marks, and adding a fleet mark boost item that can be purchased for fleet credits uh, are being considered for these small fleets. Uh, the fleet mark boost item is intended to be more viable for small fleets where individual members have more fleet credits because they contribute more items per individual and earn more fleet credits per member than large fleets all these changes should dramatically help smaller fleets all i have to say is we just did a bartender mission and we have a 500 person fleet we had this bartender mission where you had to get like 250 bottles of romulan ale and 250 bottles of uh drozy uh and, and, and it was a nightmare. I mean, we have 500 people, and we struggled to get that done. That took us, like, two weeks. That was, way, that was the longest, most hung-up mission we have ever had was to get a bartender. And it was terrible. I could not imagine what it would be like for a five-man fleet to try and get those. Now, if you go to the exchange, any one of those bottles goes for about 250K, okay, each, each. Now, if you go to the, and I'm going to give this to some of the folks out there, if you go to the uh, personal devices tag, you can pick them up for about 90K each and save yourself a lot of dough. But even at 90K each, when you have five people, there's no way, man, when they hit that bartender mission, a five-man, a six-man fleet, something like that, they're going to be hung up forever. It's just, it's just that's harsh. They've, they've got to figure out a way to scale um, what it takes for each one of these missions to the size of a fleet. Uh, I don't know if they have such a mechanic or if maybe they're working on one already, but that's definitely something that they need. Um, but yeah, go to the personal device tab under the exchange and uh, look for those bottles and you'll find them cheaper for anybody else who's caught up on that mission. Well, maybe not anymore now that everyone's going to know about it, but uh, those who get there fastest will be rewarded. Moving on. The team at Trek Radio has produced their recap of the Stowe developer panel that took place at the Star Trek Las Vegas convention, including a full video recording of the panel interview. On 8.17, the quality was updated and has been improved on the video, and that can be found on the recap page linked below. So check out our, stone, our, our, stone notes, our show notes. Wow, <laughs> I'm tripping up on this one. I thought you were going to say stone nuts. I, was like, I know, donuts. <laughs> 
So check out our show notes and uh, get on over there and check it out. There will be more coverage of the death panel. It can be found over at Massively.com's Captain's Lounge, put there by the lovely and vivacious Terry Lynn. It was so you awesome. Know to it's get... not ca- you know it's not Captain's Lounge. Oops, my bad. More coverage of the death panel can be found over at Massively.com's Captain's Log. Captain's Log. <laughs> Captain's Log. Why is this one so hard for me to read all of a sudden? captain's log and that's put up of course by the lovely and vivacious terry lynn who was awesome to get hugs from in person good hugger awesome hugger the links will be in our show notes so check it out so what about that death panel uh i thought it was a great experience i really hope that uh, they walk away from it and pound down the doors of the marketing team at Perfect World and, and Cryptic Studios and say, we need to do this every year. We need to go to other conventions across the United States of America and have a presence for Star Trek Online. That's what I hope they did. <laughs> they should have because, uh, honestly, it was informative. It, it, uh, the, the trailer that, that we've seen countless times on 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 StarTrek.com was awesome to see on, on a bigger screen projected with awesome sound. It Not was to like, mention having 300 goosebumps. people cheering to it. Like it I was know. the new Iron Man 3 trailer or something. It was like crazy to see 300 people in a room screaming at it like it was this great new thing that nobody had ever seen before, which to a lot of them, they hadn't. But to us, they're like, we've seen this a million times, right? And we're kind of rolling our eyes like, oh, here we go. But then like everyone else is like, oh my God, that's awesome. They're all cheering and we're like, wow. It really hyped it up and made you feel like this is this is awesome. Like I heard from the the dev side of things when they were backstage waiting to come on, they felt like they were you know getting pumped out to uh, to come on like professional wrestlers or something. Like the crowd was going whoa, and they're like yeah. <laughs> I think they should have burst through the screen like Kool Aid. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and Thomas would have popped out going meow. <laughs> next time, next year, we'll make them a breakaway curtain. I mean, oh, yeah. I will admit, I will admit that the dev panel did seem quite a little introductory, right? Like for for very much for new players, almost as if the game had just launched. You know, like that's what it felt like a little bit, at least the the delivery. You know, and we are two and a half years now into the game being launched. Um, so, I, you know, I, I it would have been nice that they've been doing this for a while now. But nevertheless, it was a phenomenal phenomenal experience, and I hope that they go back and. It, it becomes standard that they at least have to make it to Vegas, you know, and it'd be nice actually if they came to the East coast, the East coast does seem a big crowd. So uh, they, they should have a presence there, man. They should have a presence at all these conventions. I've said it from the day that we took over this podcast. Yeah, that's true. Well, and I'll tell you what was, um, what was cool is I got to make Dan Stahl answer my Vesta question in person. Yeah, but he, yeah, yeah. Because I've asked him a million times over the air, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to hold you down. I got you. you live in public now. <laughs> now, Dan's, Dan's such a great guy, and, and he talked about it in the Ask Cryptic already and said that, you know, the contract was complete and it was definitely coming to game and all that kind of stuff. But uh, but it was really nice to, to have him there in person and find out that's coming. And, and I don't remember, um, I don't remember if he said, did he say it all? I don't remember if he said when it was coming exactly. I think he said around season seven or something like that. But um, don't hold well, me to be that. Sure to, not be sure, sure to check out Trek Radio's uh, republication yeah. of it. Yeah, exactly. Go watch the film and you'll find out. <laughs> and last but not least, this month, your friends here at Priority One had the opportunity to author the August guest blog for StarTrekOnline.com on the fleet advancement system. We worked with at 2 id Dang 
of SSOG and the rest of the P1 team to put together our best general guide for the fleet advancement system. We also had the distinct pleasure of recording video of our guided tour of the FAS with one of its chief architects, Jesse Heinig. The video was produced and directed by Cerberus Films and can be seen embedded in the blog itself. Or you can go to youtube.com forward slash Cerberus Films. This Friday on StarTrek.com, it will actually be published. As well as our own website, uh, or you can visit our own YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash STO Priority One. Well, I think that wraps up Stone News for this episode. A lot of stuff to cover in the last two weeks. Be sure to head over to StarTrekOnline.com to get up-to-the-minute information on the game we all love. Why don't we go ahead and check out this episode's Foundry Review. Moving forward, Priority One wants to approach Foundry Reviews differently. Rather than just audio walkthroughs with the author, our goal is to load up our favorite video capture tool and offer you a video walkthrough of some of the best Foundry missions out there. As our first attempt at this new endeavor, we brought on Soradam, Priority One's guest blogger and one of the hosts of Gates of Stovacor, to run through one of his KDF Foundry missions. Head on over to youtube.com forward slash STO Priority One to check it out. Let's open up hailing frequencies and see what's incoming. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. And welcome to Feedback. Our first piece of feedback comes from one of my favorites, longtime listener, not even close to his first time writing in, Mr. Roach, Yellowbeard himself. So, he says, not everything that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Great show as always. Thanks, Roach. We had a lot of fun, and uh, we hope to see many more of you guys there in the future. We hope to get as many of you guys, our listeners, friends, and uh, fans of the show over to Vegas to come hang out with us because we really did enjoy meeting every single one of you guys. You're awesome. Our next piece of feedback commented on the audio quality of a lot of the stuff that came in from Las Vegas. This one from Phase 325 saying that it generally it wasn't the best audio. Uh, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we don't have uh, some awesome tech that we can carry around with us. We do our best with what we've got. Uh, as many of you know, this is a labor of love. Nevertheless, we have to give special thanks to TrekRadio.net who provided us with, uh, who shared a booth with us let us use their equipment uh, for the live stream of Priority One Podcast on Thursday night, um, as well as other little snippets of, of uh, audio data that we did. So a special thanks to them. Without them, nothing would have been able to come out. Hopefully you guys followed us on Twitter, Facebook, uh the Priority One website so that you guys could have caught a glimpse of pictures of the latest news from the Dev panel uh, and pictures and video and all that jazz, including a dancing Borg in a club. Well, I was, I was just going to say, and, and we're, we're sorry, we, we really want to get better audio equipment and gadgets, and we have a donate button on our website. So <laughs> anybody who would love to donate a little bit of cash towards us getting better audio equipment, that's what we use. Any money that comes into this show, that's what we use it for is we put it back into the show for paying for websites and business cards and flyers and hopefully some new audio equipment so that we can do things like that better. Um, we're really trying to get better equipment so that we can give you the best product possible, but we will need your guys' help. And if you were listening into the Hanging with the Devs, uh, the first six minutes or so of it were uh, very choppy. Uh, But if you 
bear through those six minutes, the second half of the recording is actually quite uh, quite audible, and you can in- enjoy it and and, uh, and listen in. All right. Well, we got some coming in from Twitter at Mission Log Pod. Says new column: the spirit of Trek from Story. Uh, uh, that's he says a very nice commentary on what we're doing with the mission log. Thank you. And that's uh, the mission log is uh, that's Rod Roddenberry's, isn't it? Yes, that it, yeah, it's sponsored by Rod. He's not in. He's not on the show. But what they do on Mission Log is uh, they've started from the very first episode of the original series, and they comment on it. You know, seeing if if those episodes and the stories told in those episodes are still prevalent today. Are they Shakespeare? Nice guy, by the way, Rod Roddenberry. We got to meet him. Uh, very, very cordial guy. Very, um, very uh, congenial. Very uh, humble. Not at all. Um, unapproachable he's very approachable super guy he's got some great products that he sells there too which one of the things i had to really say that i thought was awesome about like his booth compared to a lot of vendor booths in there his product was as good if not better than most people's products like his his phasers and shirts and things that he sells actually his phasers are like movie quality and they're like half the price if not less the most prices that you'd pay otherwise. Like, like he sells the new phasers from the new J.J. Abram one, and they're movie quality, they're metal-plated, I mean, they're gorgeous, and they were like 50 bucks. You know, any other booth you go to... They don't flip, though. They, don't, they flip. don't flip, but you go to any other booth, and anything like that's like 100 bucks and up. I mean, his stuff was like high quality and, and a great price, so um, if you guys want some awesome products, check out Roddenberry.com. When I say they don't flip, I'm talking about the new phasers from the new J.J. Abrams movie. The when you go from stun to kill, um, it doesn't it doesn't do the little flip flip flippity flip. <laughs> well, we got our next uh, incoming message from at Matthew four eighty six dx says catching up on some priority one. I love the new site layout. Whoever made that happen did it like a boss. Good stuff, guys. Like a boss. Elijah has been handling our website revamp like a boss. Yeah, and special thanks to John, uh, Gamertag Senator X. He's been assisting me with the little odds and ends that have... uh, that if I can't figure out, I don't have the opportunity of getting to. Uh, he's been helping me out. I'm glad you guys are enjoying the new site. More to come. Be sure to just be patient. Like I said earlier in the show, we're changing things to make it a little more streamlined, a little bit more user-friendly. Um, the site might look weird for a few days or so or a few hours. Just bear with us as we make it better. So we wanted to also give thanks to at Trek Online Game at PWE. Uh, we are giving thanks to at Trek o- Sorry. <laughs> Fine, it's fine. I like in, in Picard we trust. So we'd also like to thank at PW Brandflakes and at Crunzy for retweets on our guest blog. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And our last piece of email comes from Sean Newboy. Wow. Who's who where at the convention? Sorry I missed it. Great job, everyone. We agree. It was a great job. <laughs> you guys, everybody that's listening now that didn't get to go to Star Trek Las Vegas make plans to go next year seriously like Ser- a boss like a boss do it like a boss son are you guys gonna dress up because i'm gonna dress up like costume yeah I, th- I think by next by next year i'm gonna have my my awesome i want a costume I, last year there was a picture taken of a woman wearing a sto 
uh, jacket. I mean, it was like a sexy STO jacket, but still, nonetheless, it was want, an STO you jacket. You want a sexy jacket like hers? You want? I a do. Sexy I want to zip it down. Jacket, right? I want to zip it down a little right. bit, you know, to show some, you know, tie <laughs> tie your t shirt up in a knot in the front. He wants to zip it down. Ellie will be crazy like that. Ellie will be crazy. You so loco. <laughs> don't confuse don't confuse the audience. They don't know who Elio is. <laughs> you so loco. The, 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 the Elio, Elio is Elijah's mere universe person. <laughs> oh, that's that's good. That's good, yes. Yeah. Nice. Well, captains, that takes care of this episode's incoming feedback. Don't forget to reach out to us at incoming at priority one podcast dot com and let us know what you want us to know. That made perfect sense in my head. <laughs> Well, that wraps up episode 93. Don't forget to join us on live stream every Thursday evening around 5 p.m. PST. Check us out on Twitter via at StowPriority1 for showtimes. We've been getting some amazing feedback, and we play much better to a live audience. You'll have fun. Make sure and get your tickets and get ready for next year's Vegas con so that you can join Con! Wait, but, 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 but there is one Star Trek convention that's happening in San Francisco in November. So if you want a, another shot at hitting a West Coast Star Trek con, uh, con, you know, check it out. Creation Entertainment is behind it just like they were in Vegas. So um, I'm, I'm going to try to make it. I think James is going to try to make it. I'm going to try. Uh, any excuse to go to a Star Trek convention is always awesome. So uh, West Coast people and anybody who wants to venture forth, uh, let's try to do that. Hit up the San Fran Creation Entertainment one. And hello, this should be the biggest show. It should be bigger than Vegas. It's San Fran, home of Starfleet Academy. Hello. Hello. Should that not be the biggest, like, TrekCon ever in San Fran? Dude, serious. Like, serious. <laughs> and it's a way better location than Vegas. Vegas is hot. Vegas is so hot. It was so hot. Like burning, burning hot, like disgustingly sweaty. I didn't even go out. I didn't even see the the strip. I was so hot. I didn't want to go out. I really didn't want. You know, like yeah. when we didn't end up going to see the strip, when I was like, I was like, oh shucks, guys. But deep down inside, I was like, yes, I don't have to melt. Yeah. Exactly. I totally would venture out in San Fran though and go like, let's go find the location of Starfleet Academy, you know, because we know where it would be in the future. So, Brandon's been there. He says he's already gone there and taken pictures of the, where the location would be. I know it's like it's on the other side of the San Francisco Bridge, so. It's not far from there, but anyway. All right. So you were sa- you you wa- you wanted to say about Alex Calderwood's priority one pop comic facts? I did want to, but I'm gonna go ahead and say keep an eye open for Alex Calderwood's amazing priority one comics on our brand new website, www.priorityonepodcast.com and Facebook. While you eagerly await Arc Two Adventures, be sure to catch up with the comics via our website. We are looking for your suggestions and ideas for blank of the week and field notes and general show improvements and additions. You can submit your ideas and questions with our online form on the new Priority One website. Just go to PriorityOnePodcast.com or via email to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. You can also reach out to us via our social networking sites on Facebook or the Twitter. 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 We're on Facebook. In case you didn't hear, we said Facebook like 25 times this episode. If you're interested, go to www.facebook.com slash PriorityOnePodcast and check out our Facebook site where you can see all our comics and some of our pictures from Vegas and, you know, read uh, comments from other listeners and, you know, just check it all out. It's pretty cool. I'm going to create a website called Foot Kindle. 
to your feet can read or change pages with your toes. What about face? What about do you read books with your face? Yeah. Not with your face. I move. It would turn be eyes book. Yes, I do it with my cheek. How I do it because I'm normal. Speaking of normal. <laughs> To have your Foundry missions featured on the show, send in the name of your mission, a brief description, and your at handle to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com or use our online submission form at our new website, PriorityOnePodcast.com. We will personally test out your mission and review it on the air. You could call it Personality Journal, Elijah, because that's nothing like Facebook. <laughs> personality Journal. I like that. Okay. Donate, donate, donate. This show runs on a shoestring budget, but with your help, we can make it a bootstrap. Head over to PriorityOnePodcast.com and click on that nice little orange button that says Donate. Again, all proceeds go right back to the show for better equipment, better connections, larger storage space for more videos, and all that jazz. Also, other ways to help us, guys, if you don't want to do a straight donation, want to get a little something for your troubles, you can also go to our site and look up our Amazon affiliate program. So if you're thinking about getting something off of Amazon, check out our site, see if we've got it on there. If not, send us an email. We'll add it to the list, and then you can buy it through Amazon, through us, and then we get a little chunk change off the back from uh, Amazon, which helps the show grow. Uh, another way that we'll be able to do it, soon, coming soon, it is not quite there yet, but we are looking at opening a Cafe Press store or possibly a Zazzle store, but basically a swag store at one of the sites, and you'll be able to buy all your Priority One goods, coffee hats, mugs, co coffee hats, coffee cups, mugs, hats, all that kind of stuff. Uh, check it out. When we get that up, we'll let you know. <laughs> I... I I think of myself sometimes as a coffee hat. You Do you? Coffee. <laughs> it's the hat you wear while drinking coffee in the morning. Hello. This seems so obvious to me. I don't know about you. We would like to thank everybody in the live chat for joining us tonight. Our executive producer, Elliot Tan. Our production assistant and artist, Alex Calderwood. Our audio engineer and host, Adrienne Grady. The composer of our awesome new theme music, Mr. Chris Watts. Thank you, sir. Special thanks to our new sponsors, Sayulita.com and Geek Nation Tours, our syndication partners, Subspace Radio, Trek Radio, and the Holosuite Magazine. And of course, the Stowe community. Without you, none of this would be possible. Red alert. Shields up. Ready weapons. Engage. Engage. remember the show starting rather than go over every last little bitty nitty-gritty stuff we decided to take a digest a, a digest approach is that what it is <laughs> we swallowed it and hosted on priority one dot oh <laughs> we 
You're fired. And in Stone News, we cover enter data. <laughs> but <laughs> why are you laughing? Because that's, that's wrong. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be. We cover. Why it would be two. confusing? It is a character on Star Trek. Right. So I thought that was some type of thing he dug up. It would be like a recap from the convention where Data comes on and starts dancing. Enter Data. We are also put. We are also. Oh, come on. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Once per. Once per purchased. Well, let's open up hailing frequencies and see what's incoming. My mom. So what do we have in store for this week's episode, James? Apparently, I'm a badass mofo. In this episode... <laughs> I can't even say that without laughing. <laughs> I still like that it's there, though, so we'll just roll with that. I'm looking forward to, to uh, interviewing my grandfather. <laughs> Sorry, me, 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 and Adrienne at the end. It was meant originally meant to be like four different people doing this all, but somehow it all ended up being me. <laughs> Because you did. You did it totally. You. You were like. And then Elijah goes. And then Adrienne goes. And then Elliot goes. Apparently they liked my impersonations of them doing the parts so much that they decided to just let me do all the parts. (laughs) Submit your questions for a blank of the week to incoming. Ah, shillelagh. (laughs) At shillelagh? Yeah. They have to hear it. I will touch the sky. Turn it up. They're all like, turn it up. You down no more, cause I'm not gonna change my mind. Cause I've got faith of the heart. No one in my heart will take me. I've got faith to believe. I can do anything. I got strength. Centurion. Of the soul. Fetch my disruptor. No one's gonna death or break me. I've got reach and a stars. Oh yeah. I've got faith. I've got faith. And I've got faith a headache. Faith of the heart. Kapla! Worse. Aspen and my disruptor. <laughs> ah, if we didn't lose listeners on that, we won't lose listeners for anything. <laughs>